City of Heroes podcast, special episode three. Guys, we got Hero One. How you doing? Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Biff, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Welcome, we've got something special for you tonight. I'm Viv. And I'm Chooch. We actually just finished recording the interview with Hero One. And he was so gracious, it went really long. Mm-hmm. Yes. We went over our allotted time. <laughs> yeah. Turns out all three of us are chatty. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd actually recorded a full episode, or, you know... Not a full episode, but we had you know our regular news and feedback segments, and then the interview was going to be the main topic. And yeah, there's just way too much. So we'll release that regular episode later in the week. Right. But yeah, this is this was too big for us to chop up and like make it fit. So mm-hmm. Joe gets his own episode, man. Oh yeah, he deserves it. He totally does, guys. He was so nice. And he was so cool. Yeah, we, we really would have him on again as soon as Pazzi allows it. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, here comes the interview. Squee! <laughs> Welcome back. And now, probably the part that most people are tuned in for, I'm going to imagine. Right, they're skipping to this part. <laughs> Viv and I have a special guest on the phone, and we'd like to say hi and introduce Joe Morrissey, otherwise known as Hero One. Hello. Hi, Joe. Oh, there we go. We lost sound for a minute there. That was scary. <laughs> can you still hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, okay cool. Great. So welcome. Sorry for the technical difficulty, but we have you now, and we're going to keep you for as many hours as you'll let us keep you. <laughs> All right. Warwick <laughs> might get upset. <laughs> so we know that in the official forums, there were a whole bunch of questions that were posed, and I had a bunch um, that I had come up with, and I wanted to kind of intro with a couple things just about you and about the company. Oh, no. Excellent. Yeah. And then get into more content questions. And the cool. first natural question that came to me with you is how did you get into game development? Um, I could lift a computer monitor. Nice. <laughs> that was, uh, I, I applied for, I, I started initially, I was working at a startup company in the Bay area. That was one of the many startup companies that didn't start up. And when that was beginning to fail, uh, my manager pulled me in and said, I should maybe look for another job mm-hmm. because the this the company was going to be closing, and I was like, well, you know, I'm playing a lot of video games, 
And I got this English background. Maybe I could do something with that. And <laughs> so I applied as a, I was doing IT work at this company at the time. And so I applied for an IT job at Blizzard North mm-hmm. and um, went for this horrendous interview that <laughs> I totally thought I had failed. And but they called back like three weeks later and they said, hey, we want to offer you the job. And I literally was like, are you sure you called the right person? Right. Like, I did I did really bad on that interview. And they're like, no, you did a lot better than most people because it was one of these like IT tests that you weren't supposed to pass. Oh. So it was really more of like how you kind of tried to solve the problems. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't realize that when I went into it. So, but no, I started doing IT work and I was across the hall from a lot of the guys who were working on the story for Diablo two at the time. And I would just, you know, talk to them about stuff. And I, with my, my background in English lit, there was a lot that I actually had to offer and, you know, two or three months in, the guy who was working on the story ended up actually going to another company. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Eric Schaefer, one of the initial fat founders, was like, hey, does anybody know what's going on with these quests for the game? Like, we need somebody to work on that. And I was like, well, I know. And <laughs> so I was just right place, right time, pretty much with that. And ever since, you know, went more of the story route and the mission design route mm-hmm. with both of them. And so, yeah, that was pretty much how I got in. But initially, that's right. The whole thing was uh, one of the requirements for the IT job was you had to be able to lift a certain amount of weight (laughs) because the the artists had these giant monitors that Mm -hmm. uh, you had to be able to carry around with you to put on their desk. So I was (laughs) like, wow, I can lift 50 pounds. I can do this job. That works. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of not really a glamorous way in that's for sure well yeah most of it isn't right yeah <laughs> thankfully i don't have to do any of that anymore so. <laughs> and uh kind of a follow-up how did you get started with uh, cryptic or ncsoft um i had always liked uh city of heroes when i was i was still working at blizzard at the time and then blizzard north uh shut down or they relocated the team down to irvine from san san mateo up here mm-hmm. in the bay area And I applied then, but they weren't hiring at the time, and I might not have had the skill set that they were looking for. And so I ended up going to another company for about 18 months. And then um, pretty much my wife and I found out about a little over a year ago that we were going to have our first kid. And so, yeah, it's very hero two. (laughs) Uh, I love it. uh, And so... That was my, my commute uh, at my other job, which said at Backbone Entertainment at the time, was about an hour and a half one way. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a long drive from, from where I live in San, San Jose. And so we kind of had the, okay, you know, you're going to have a kid. You got to be home. Mm-hmm. More and stuff like I wouldn't get home till 7, 8 o'clock at night. And yeah. So we looked around at, you know, game studios that were kind of in the area and Cryptic, you know, was in Los Gatos, which is literally like a stone's throw away from where we live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'll apply again, but I don't know if I'm good enough to get in there. I, you know, we'll see. And so I applied. Pa Ozatron called me up. We did a phone interview. Um, and then they brought me in and they, they, they offered me the job. So that was pretty much it. And the commute was great. It was like 10 minutes. You know, the team is awesome. Like these, what is it? They're called like the the Frame Fifteen or whatever now. The, <laughs> the I was there. They're the 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 fighting Fifteen in regards to the because the the team was just you know each one of these people are just really unbelievable with what they can do because when they all have to wear so many hats. Right. And it was a little in, in intimidating to come on because it was kind of in the heat of issue ten. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, uh, Constellation was the guy who was doing this job before I, um, and he needed to move up to Marvel. They they had a lot of work they needed him to do on that project, and so it was uh, you know get Joe up to speed ASAP and and go. And so there was I was kind of definitely you know trial by fire in that respect. Oh yeah, and, uh, but I like that, and that's that's the awesome part about the job is. The great part was is no one got mad if you failed. It was only, you know, because you were just kind of in this impossible situation to mm-hmm. kind of get things done. So you could really just really, you know, experiment with it. And the trick was really seeing, like, bringing Constellation's vision to life in it because he had already set a lot of the foundation for what he wanted the in- issue 10 invasion to be. Uh-huh. And it was just a matter of me actually going in and making sure that, like, the scripting worked and that the the logic worked for stuff and the right guys show up and they said the right dialogue and mm-hmm. everything unlocked when it was supposed to, which was crazy. But <laughs> we, I, I got through it somehow, which is actually why, you know, to totally ramble at this point, but uh, <laughs> it's actually why I picked the Hero One as my red name ah. because there's two things that I really liked about Hero One. One was, you know, going through issue 10, kind of that very invasion trial by fire thing was very reminiscent to what I was feeling at the time while working on issue 10. (laughs) And so here it was, you had this hero who basically was dramatically changed in the process Mm -hmm. by, by the, and so, and then the second thing was, is from my, more of my Diablo background for writing, we always had this, this prevalent theme in the game, which was the, uh, the hero might win, but at what cost? Mm. And, and it, it just totally, Hero One just resonated with me with that. That here's this guy who just like does the biggest sacrifice you can do and throws himself in through the, the portal with the Omega team to close it down and, yeah. and mm-hmm. say, you know, saves the world. But you find out later, like he paid, you know, for it with, with his soul, basically. Yeah. Like, it was completely corrupt. And I was like, that's awesome. I totally want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So I, that's, that's, might answer a couple of your questions there. Yeah, yeah, it did. That was one of our questions later on was how do you get to pick your red name and if it was like some ritualistic or hazing. <laughs> if I had to guess, we might go a little more. You don't pick your red name. Your red name picks you. There you go. go. It was a different story when there was only like 15 of us. But now as we're getting larger, mm-hmm. we're starting to kind of go, you know what? Maybe we should kind of control this a little bit more. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So dartboard or? I think it's more of like the personality. We're like, you know, you're really more of a um, Jose Brogan than you are. <laughs> a, uh, no, no, that's not true. We don't have a Jose Brogan. So how much have things changed now that you're uh, NCNC, North Cal? Much? It's just um, it's weird. Like it hasn't changed at all, but it's mm-hmm. changed a lot. Like it's, it's the same team. It's all the same people. We're in different cubes. We're in a different you know, location. Um, now that we're beginning to hire on more people, it's, uh, it's interesting to see the, the team kind of grow to fit what our vision of what we want the game to be is, mm-hmm. awesome. is, is the nice part about it is that, it really is like even like I was I was only at Cryptic for about six months before everything kind of happened. And the 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 team of COH was like they were really tight. Like we were we were actually on a different floor than the, Mar- the, the Marvel team and we didn't have a lot of interaction with them. So it feels kind of like that still like, you know, even though this office doesn't have a second story to it, there could be a whole other team up there right now working on something. And it would feel pretty much the same way. But now that that. Brian's, you know, stepped up to, to take over everything. 
for the studio and Matt's really kind of come into his own with, you know, leading the vision of where we kind of want this game to go. It's, uh, it's really exciting. It's, it's definitely the dream job, especially on my part to kind of sit there and go, you know, I think we really need to do this. And we go, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. Oh, that's amazing. And NCSoft is really good. Like they're, they're very hands off with kind of how we want to make the game and what we want to make it as like they're mm-hmm. they're great for feedback like we 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 go to them to talk about you know our upcoming issues and what we want to do and they give you know they're they're game makers too and they've been 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 doing it as long if not longer than a lot of us and mm-hmm. so there's a great feedback in regards to that go that which is nice that's really all you can really hope for yeah i really i'm trying to think of like you know the only thing i could you know maybe it would be closer to my house or like in your backyard. Like, yeah. I'm like, this, <laughs> there's really not much more to, to kind of ask for. Like we've, I mean, this issue alone, like this is, I think probably the best issue we've done uh, easily since I've been on, on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, some might even argue period, but inventions was pretty cool. I'll mm-hmm. admit it. So, but uh, I'll leave that up to the fans to decide, but oh, yeah, just, the list of new features is very impressive. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, we're very excited about I-12 ourselves. Well, that's like initially we were we were worried, right? Like we were very cautious about, you know, moving into the new office, getting the new people up up to speed, like every everything that goes into that, right? Like mm-hmm. when it was going to happen. And um, we were initially very, very kind of concerned about how it was going to work. So we were cautious about what to expect from issue 12. But mm-hmm. as we've we you know hit the ground running like it really did it seemed like it was it went off without a snag for the most part like the the move and the, the computers and the network and and getting everyone up to speed there was like a couple minor hiccups but nothing major and that just mean that that just meant that we got to crank out so much more content for stuff mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of the quality of life stuff i think mm-hmm. um, like the 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 contact redesign. Yeah, um, yeah. I was one of the main guys behind that, and thank it's you. Been some, it's been something the players have been asking for. Really, it was just you know st- stealing from the forums. So mm-hmm. it was like this could be better, you know. And you're right. So could badges. That would be nice too. So <laughs> that was my first comment. Could yeah. you please apply this to badges? <laughs> yeah, we all kind of laughed about it because we have that same comment internally. <laughs> nice. And kind of informally talking to people, uh, the most excited people seem to really be is the new user interface tweaks, the new quick yeah. slots and moving them around. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's a lot of, yeah, the guy who's working on that. Um, he's crazy with that stuff. Like he, he's such a big player, like, which is great. Like to have guys that like, they go way past the rest of us as far as their understanding of the game and what, you know, they really do know what the players want mm-hmm. because they're, they're one of them. And, and he's, he's one of those guys. Like he's, just, you know, and so all the stuff that he's working on has been great. The COH developers are more involved with the forums and interacting with the community than I've ever seen in any game. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is my first, arguably my first massive multiplayer. One of my old bosses would always argue that Diablo 2 was actually a massive multiplayer. <laughs> That's a topic for a roundtable at yeah. the Game Developers Conference. <laughs> But yeah, so it's interesting to kind of be working on a game that you're always shipping, but yet you've always shipped. Mm-hmm. And because uh, on one hand, you're you're always going through the forums and, and and getting feedback on what players like or don't like, and then you're always thinking forward about what what it is you want to bring to the table. 
And, and that's just been really great to see. I mean, that's like, I actually love the, as nerve wracking as it is, I love the closed beta and open beta period because mm-hmm. it really, you know, it's where the rubber hits the road for a lot of the missions and a lot of the systems that come into place. Oh, yeah. A great example is the Imperious Task Force that we have for I-12. I put a lot of work, probably more work than I should have, into that task force. <laughs> and and so far, the response has been pretty good from it. So so that's good. Hopefully, I don't know if it makes up for the amount of time I spent when I could have been working on other content. But uh, <laughs> cool. Been nice. Yeah. In your dev diary, you said, you know, don't blame Posse for this, which <laughs> made me curious about how these... Uh, new issues and storylines get started if they're driven by new technology that becomes available or driven by a story specifically or customer requests? It's actually, it's kind of like, it would be nice to say that there was like a simple system to it, but there, there really isn't a lot of the times. Like, um, we'll do a, a round table and kind of decide, at least this is the way it was done in the past. I, I kind of get the impression now that in, you know, we're under NCSoft's roof, Mm-hmm. Holy that that our dynamic is kind of changing some. We're now thinking much more forward than we used to. Okay. And so it used to be that we would we would kind of do a round table and kind of go, okay, what new features do we want to bring to the table? You know, what new story elements do we want to bring to a table? And then from that, you know, that's kind of how I saw like I wasn't around for the issue ten pitch for that for invasion, but for flashback, you know, that was definitely, I was in, in the room for that. And it was like, well, this is a feature that we think will bring a lot to the table. It could mm-hmm. be very cool. And then like my job for that was to then to give like a story trapping to it to like, besides for just making it like a mission computer that you can go up and get a mission and, you know, flashback to and everything. It was actually really giving it some context. And that's where we came up with Ouroboros and Minder Silas and all the rest of them Wow, to kind of, uh, go from there and even the secret hidden letters that I put all over the place, um, <laughs> which I have way too much fun with as well. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so, um, for, for issue 12, it was maybe more along the lines of what you would expect from a story angle mm-hmm. that we had always wanted to do this Roman theme to stuff because so much of the game's lore is kind of steeped in it. Mm-hmm. And we even tried to do it for issue 11, like one of the, the arcs that you have for, for issue 12 now. Like we would pretty much already had an issue 11 and just time didn't really allot for that to, to come out. So we, we pushed it back into, into I-12, which is where you have Time Zero, the, the flashback task force that you have now. So the general idea was we knew Romans. Or Romanesque, right? They're mm-hmm. not traditional Romans. And from there, it was like, how how do we want to tell the story of these guys, and what what lens do we want to put them through? And I mentioned that in the dev diary. Like the mm-hmm. the, the Midnighter Squad was always a group that, as I would do research, I would always come across their name. Right. And I was like, these guys are pretty cool. Like I could really see this. And honestly, too, at the uh, we had a meet a meet and greet mm-hmm. here in, in the Bay Area a little while ago, and I was talking to some of the fans there, and one of them was basically saying, like, you guys need to do more magic stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. you've been doing this tech stuff for a while. You need to do more magic. And I'm like, all right, well, look into that. And sure enough, like, totally right. Like, we we were kind of lacking on some magic. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, hey, maybe we'll take a, a magic theme. We'll have some Romanesque stuff. I can kind of focus on the Midnight Squad. And then, bam, like, we kind of went to where where we're at now. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, issue 13 and forward 
but we have a much, I think, stronger vision for kind of where we're going to be going with those, which is good. That was one of the questions is kind of how far ahead do you have things planned out? Is 13, 14, issue 25? (laughs) Um, we know, we, we know the big points. Like if you looked at it like a landscape, like we know the mountains. And we, we know that, you know, at some point we're going to want to resolve this plot line. At some point we're going to have this reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, and each, which is kind of makes, makes it good because you can look at, you know, once we're going to do a kickoff for an issue and go, okay, is this where we bring out this character? Is this where we, we do this reveal? Is this when we go to this zone? Okay. And we go, yeah, not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's do this other stuff or, Hey, you know what we should really do? We should really do this. And to some extent it's, it's dictated by what we see on, on, on the boards and how players are responding. It's also kind of the direction that we want to take the game in general. Like I've, I've really tried to make, you know, I 10, 11 and 12 actually feel more closely tied together as far as, uh, lore wise, con- content wise than mm-hmm. the other zones, than the other issues might have been, which hopefully will pay off eventually. But, uh, Right now, it's just it feels more like I'm hanging, you know, red hanging plot threads out for for players that I will never resolve. Which <laughs> I, I plan I, I plan not to do that. I I don't like the hanging plot thread. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of my biggest problems with Lost. I'd have to say is. Uh, are you ever going to answer why that statue only had, you know, was it three toes or whatever? <laughs> you know, I've stopped like, watching Lost because of that. I'll wait until the whole series is over, and then I'll just lock myself in the house for a week and watch it all over again. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually the best way, I think, to do it. I mean, it's hard, to, you know, everyone here talks about it when it comes out, and it's hard to kind of not be a part of those conversations. But <laughs> it's definitely, you know, it's the best way. It it makes it less painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the uh, forums, I'm sure a lot of forum people are looking forward to have their questions answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hopefully, I think I've answered some of them. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, actually, the first yeah. one um, from O-Lantern was saying what inspired with the Roman themes. You pretty much covered that. And further, he says... Sorry. What was the most difficult part mm-hmm. of it? Yeah, that was actually... Um, I think the most difficult part was how to make it relevant to the player. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always it's always difficult when you have to do you know, time travel anyways, but you know, to make this important to, like, why why is it important to go back to this ancient zone long ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did a pretty decent job of it on the hero side. The villain side, we, we probably could have done a better job of it, and I think we will do a better job as we go forward. Um, the zone is by no means done. You've, uh, you're going to get all the content you have now for I-12 in it, but going forward, we, we definitely, it's such a beautiful place. Like we're, we're going back there or mm-hmm. we, we got plenty of stuff to do there down the road. But yeah, that was probably the most difficult point to go like, why should a villain care that he goes back here? And has to do all of this stuff, or why should a hero care? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, a question from Heaven's Run. I'm actually going to take a portion of that question that really intrigued me, and that was: Is this upcoming Origin of Powers storyline going to tell all of us exactly where all of our superpowers come from, and how do Keldians fit into the Origin-specific dialogue that you mentioned? The Keldian one's easy because right now there's no specific dialogue for them. Um, <laughs> I didn't do any. That's that's my bad. I probably should have. The, you know, you're working uh, on task forces, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was too busy. <laughs> I 
Sister Solaris is just way too hot not to work on her. Um, well, we now know where everybody's going to be lining up on launch day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're like, really? Jay? Really? Okay. <laughs> so um, it's funny when you tell them, hey, I want like sexy Amazon women, you know, from like Paradise uh, Island, which I think is what you guys were trying to remember. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and, you know, he, he he takes direction well. So that was good. Um, no, but as far as the, uh, the actual real question, which is like, do we tell you like where your powers come from, um, or how you got your powers? And, you know, my answer is hopefully not like we, we really tried to make sure that, that we didn't, um, overwrite somebody's, uh, or their own cre- creation that they've done for their origin. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I mean, even with, we did the Dr. Brainstorm stuff with the power proliferation, right. like it was it was a concern we had while working on it at the table that we wanted to kind of show more the connections of powers Mm -hmm. and not as much like all naturals get their super abilities through this or all magic users get their ability through this. Um, My main focus on the the origin of power arc was more like the history of power, Mm -hmm. like how it's, how it's come through, through the world of Paragon and the Rogue Isles to kind of be what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that was a lot of fun to actually kind of do. Um, I know like w- the Warwitch character that you go and talk to, she, if you're a, a magic origin, she has pages of information for those who care right. <laughs> to, to read it. Um, and those who don't can say thank you and, and, be, and move you know, on. That was one of the, one of the nice things about this contextual dialogue or branching dialogue, you know, however we, we, we refer to it is that it, it opens up a door for me to, to give the players who really aren't as concerned about what is on, you know, what, what text is there to kind of just give them like the nuts and bolts of what they need. But the guy who wants a little bit more, you know, that I could now add like a link there. That's like, Hey, would you like to know like the origin of like where all this stuff's coming from? And they can click on that and kind of get that. So, I'm not sure if we'll see a lot of like split of that where we'll have a lot of missions. I'll have, you know, you know, the, the quick and dirty version or the, um, the long version, but it's the options there for me now. So that's good. Well, and I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that you give that kind of how the things tie together rather than blowing whatever concept that they've come up with for their characters, because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things about hanging out. You know, I call it the peach pit in Atlas park and you can see different characters and read their bio and see what they've come up with on how they've gotten their powers. And it's nice that your guys aren't kind of overriding that with something else. Oh yeah, totally. That's actually, I thought about doing a, like a once a week contest where I would like post like my favorite, you know, you know like, character bio that I saw that that somebody had. And then I realized it would just be on virtue because that's all I play on. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not such a good idea. (laughs) All of a sudden virtue would be having problems. Yeah. Well, you, you get a lot of people rightfully so that are like, Hey, how come you never go to freedom? How can you never, you know, well, everybody's just going to transfer to virtue. So that's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) login problems. And thankfully no one knows who I actually play on, on live, which is good. So. Well, that's what you have to do to be able to enjoy the game, I think, too, to actually yeah. have a, um, a pure experience of it. Yeah, which pretty much seems to me like I play the game and then I have like a notepad next to me of all the things that I want to do to the missions or to the area or whatever. So that's, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can't seem to turn my brain off most of the time when I play it. Aww. 
<laughs> it's fine. It just means that eventually, you know, the game will be that much better. Even for better, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> There's were two questions that were actually related somewhat. One was from Proliator. I'm sure I'm going to murder some of these names. Who wrote? Are there more plans for the Rickty since the Midnight Squad is so anti-Rickty? It makes sense, but are there any new major things? Are we going to visit the surface of their homeworld? Are we going to <laughs> finally figure out why they hate us so much? Are we going to learn more about how a human becomes a Rickety, Rickety Big Hunter General? And Mr. Magnanimous says, story-wise, will you ever get a better impression of the alien race that long ago altered the people of the Rickety homeworld dimension? Yeah, I think the short answer is yes. If I had to guess, because uh, as a fan, like I would totally love to say yes to all of those questions. Right. <laughs> uh, I would. Yeah. And as and so that's kind of my job as as a dev is to is to bring those those questions to life. I, I know for sure, like we're not going to walk away from the Rickty anytime soon. They're a major threat in the game. Right. Issue 12 and, you know, kind of brings them back into focus through the, the Midnight Squad and you kind of see like what other impact they've had besides for just, you know, through Van Vanguard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think all of that lore is so you know, rich uh, that we, we'd be fools not to explore it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it would, and, you know, and that way you can get hero one in a m- mission again. So, you know, <laughs> I'm all for that. Maybe a task force. Yeah. He's got to <laughs> figure out how to, how to deal with the Rick, the Rick being rictified. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so is, any chance of heading through a portal and landing on the surface of their home world? Not in the near future, but it definitely is something that we talk about. It would, it would be very nice to be able to do it. Just, it, it, you know, again, it all depends on how, like not wanting to give anything away, but it's like right. how we want to, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, we, we, we understand the landscape of where we want this game to go. Uh, but that doesn't mean we, we understand, you know, all of the landmarks along the way. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, okay, at some point we, we want to wrap up the Rickty invasion. And what's the best way to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and that way, and honestly, you know, that way might go a completely different direction than, than even the fans and myself can perceive of right now. But it would mm-hmm. be so much cooler than whatever way it is. So Yeah. <laughs> nice. A uh, question from Zalibrius, who says, Hello, the big, biggest question on my mind is, will the new zone... Being added with issue 12, which is level 35 to 50, follow the footsteps of the Rickety War Zone and being a co-op zone for both heroes and villains. And I thought that was part of the announcement. Yeah, that was that wasn't the announcement. Um, it might not have been as strong, but yeah, it it is it is a co-op zone. Okay. Um, I think it's gonna, like I said, like what we have in there now for the content because we got in Imperius's task force and we have some other stuff in there you can do as well. But um, there isn't as strong of a villain presence as I would like to see, mm. and so hopefully that's something I can, I can get dip my hands into mm-hmm. as we move forward. <laughs> At least that's definitely our goal. Because I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to go into the zone or or check out any of the instance missions that we have in there, but they're they're gorgeous. They're just absolutely beautiful. So that's like we're like, well, you know, we should just really like have the game hang out here for a while. This is nice, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll see. I don't know. You know, there's these non-disclosure things, and we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, we that's cannot true. admit or deny that we are or are not in beta. <laughs> okay. 
I was going to say, because by the time this goes live... Tomorrow. Yeah, everything should should be good. We should be able to get in there. Yep, open beta. <laughs> and then the bugs will really fly in. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I feel for you guys. It's, 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 it's the fun part of it. Like, it's, you know, it's maybe not the fun part, but it's the, <laughs> it's the, the necessary part to actually start seeing how, what comes back. This time things have been fairly good. I say crossing my fingers and <laughs> on, but we've got a couple ones, but I feel like I'm finally starting to get a handle on our systems here in, in the game. Well, and it's better to find them now than after the game goes live on the live server. So, you know, may as well just get ready for it. Yeah, I have enough of those already. Yeah. So, so we have a question from Shadow Wings. And All right. In the upcoming issues, will the storm mentioned by Ouroboros be further introduced, including the writer of the letters you find in certain Ouroboros mission slash TFs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, all all will be revealed with that. Nice. It was it was an idea that kind of sprung to mind while we were working on eleven, as far as the letters, and the coming storm is is a seed for events, you know, down the road. When we, it's one of those mountains that when we want to take you to that mountain, it will it, it will play out and it'll be very cool. Um, and as far as the letters, I don't necessarily know if I want to say if they're tied together right now with the coming mean, storm and the the letters. I mean, the they definitely are on when when you read them, but uh, there, there's a lot of reveals with those that we can do before we get to the coming storm. Before the storm has come, I guess I would say. Gotcha. But uh, we actually, pa- Ozatron and I talked for issue 12 if we wanted to reveal who it was that writes the letters. Because mm. we, have, we haven't even done that yet, right? We're totally teasing you guys. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but at the, you know, at the end of it, we decided to continue to tease, basically. We, we got some really cool stuff for it. I'm really excited about it. And I'm hoping it's going to take, again, I'm hoping the players are going to look at stuff and go, wow, they really, you know, my hope is to surprise mm-hmm. and to, to shock and awe if <laughs> possible. Well, so, we'll, yeah. we'll be as patient as we can possibly bear to be. <laughs> well, I mean, it should be hopefully good news that, you know, we had even talked about this issue about kind of wrap, wrapping up the plot lines because I initially saw this at least part of the letters to be a plot line that we could wrap up fairly quickly mm-hmm. because I, I didn't want it. Like I said before, I didn't want to have a lingering plot thread out there that just right. never really got, got resolved. Um, it just wasn't best for, for this issue. We didn't have enough flashback content, this issue to really kind of merit it. And since you only get these notes from when you do a flashback mission mm-hmm. and I kind of stash them, you know, in somewhat hidden places, so it was like, well, we only have one this time, so we don't really want that to be the one. So right. let's see how we next time. So, yeah. That makes sense. So we have a question from Cypher. Will we see more historical scenarios added to Ouroboros? I'd love to visit more bits of history. Brass Monday, the December 7th, 1941 invasion, Recluse's overthrow of the Weaver. Yeah, that's a... Uh, Brass Money was even actually on the table at one point when we were ta- to talking about the initial flashback stuff. It just, again, like to, to do it right, like to really make it as cool as we wanted it to be. We're like, yeah, let's, let's wait. Like, let's see what's going on. But yeah, that's, that's one of the great things about flashback. Like from a player standpoint or a system standpoint, the crystal is great to go back and play old content that right. already came out. But from a storyteller place, 
I have this great opportunity to where basically I can tell kind of two stories at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can tell the story of where you guys are at, like this, the, the, why the, you know, the missions you're doing now, um, and kind of how they're going forward. But then I can also take you back to the, the beginnings of those ideas. And from that kind of give you background and, and ideas about like why what you're doing now is, is important and how long it's been around. And I think stuff like Brass Monday would be an, an excellent way to, to do that. Yeah, that would be that would be an awesome one. I'm all I'm already thinking about it. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. 